Yes, indeed. Good Thursday evening, and welcome to another edition of the Thursday Night Throwdown. A little later than usual than we usually go, but we had things to take care of uh, as far as, you know, parenting and, and, and men. So we had things that we had to take care of. And we have taken care of those things. And we are here to bring you a beautiful, beautiful show. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG waiting on the boss BJ to join up. Uh, once he's here, we got a lot to get into, a lot of things to jump into. And some things that need to be said. Uh, but most definitely, as I said in the Facebook post, you know, it's just a little late, something, something. So is it? Cool. I wanna rock with you. You know, we gotta do a little something, something. So uh without further ado, uh do we have the boss BJ? Are you here, brother? I'm here and I'm dealing with the mini balls, so ah. excuse the noise and the wheeze and everything else. <laughs> Well, that right there is not a problem. Uh, first topic of the night. Let's jump into it. Let's let's not even play around with it. Washington football team came out today, October 14th. Uh, happy birthday to my middle daughter, Renee. Like, I think I'd have known you like 45, 46 years. Happy, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Uh, on on her birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> even even the mini ball says happy birthday. The Washington football team come out today and announced that Sunday, which is what is Sunday the seventeenth. Yeah, Sunday's the seventeenth. That they will retire free safety. Former member one half of Area Fifty One safety duo here in Washington, Sean Taylor's 21. Sean Taylor played for the Washington Redskins because that's they were named then, 2004 to 2007. Uh, he was a second-team All-Pro uh, posthumously in uh, 07. Um, Two-time Pro Bowler 2006 and 2007, was posthumous in 2007. Part of the Washington Redskins Ring of Fame. 80 greatest Redskins, uh, all rookie team in 2004, BCS national champion in 2001, B Big East defensive player of the year in 2003, unanimous All-American in 2003, first team all Big East in 2003, and second team all Big East in 2002. In his career, he had 262 tackles, 12 interceptions, eight forced fumbles, and two QB sacks. Uh, this is a long overdue uh, honor for such a, a a great gentleman, a great football player, a man who had a rocky start to his NFL career. Um, but rocky, yes, but you also have to realize he evolved and he started to really – man up and become a better man before his untimely death on November 27th, 2007. Uh, everybody thought that they would do it on the 10 year anniversary uh, in, two, in 2017. Didn't happen. Here we are coming up on the 14th. Uh, nope, that's not 14. I can't even count. Good grief. Oh, man. Uh, 10 years, 2007. Four, yeah, 14. I'm right, 14 years. A little tired here. Everybody thought they would do it in November this year. No, they wait four days before the Chiefs game to say that they're going to do it. Now, that's not the issue. With all the news that's come, come out in recent days of everything that's going on from Bruce Allen 
and those emails and how it travels back to Washington, what was done. Everybody's saying, yeah, this is great, but it seems like it's done to deflect what's going on. I'm going to let the boss BJ take over this. What are your thoughts on Sean Taylor's number 21 being retired Sunday? Um, Man, this is – where do you start? You know, I, I and, you know, we, we got, I guess we got to say this because everybody's – so butthurt when you say this thing, when you say things, you know, these days that people don't agree with, you know, these are personal um, thoughts and, and, and um, you know, we don't talk for the Washington football team, the NFL, anybody else. I think um, for what Sean Teller went through and what he meant to this particular franchise um, and, you know, we don't know the behind the scenes. We don't know if this was pre-planned, if this is what Chantel's family requested. We don't know any of this. We're just going to go off the assumptions that we make and how this team has operated since Daniel Snyder took over. And that is into the ground. That is a dumpster fire. That is Landover, Maryland. And that is FedEx Field. One of the worst stadiums in the league. Um, bottom in attendance um, and continuous issues, continuous controversy. Most recently with the email scandal with Bruce Allen and right before that, not even years before that, right before that with the Washington, the first ladies of football, the Washington football team cheerleaders. Okay. You got a lot. You have a lot of clouds, a lot of dark stormy clouds over this team. A lot of things going on right now. And I just I feel like personally that this is dragging Sean Taylor's name through the mud. Uh, I believe this is uh, correct me if I'm wrong, KJ. I believe this is alumni uh, weekend. I couldn't even tell you if it was alumni weekend because I mean, what pro football team you know? Well, they call it alumni weekend this weekend, but what pro football team you know has a homecoming? Yeah, and you know, I listened to a lot of things today. Me and KG both listen to Sports Talk Radio Local, Sports Talk Radio, um, Team 980, Sister Station 106.7 and Fast. Shout out to both of those stations. You know, we get a lot of information from them. And, you know, we kind of formulate a lot of what we're going to talk about. Almost killed myself there. Um, on, you know, what we're hearing and, you know, reliable sources. And I just feel like this, this is a big-ass PR. I feel like that for what Sean Taylor meant, what he did, one, this should have been done. This should have been done. And secondly, it should have been, if you were going to do this, it, this and this, this is how I feel. I'm not speaking for KG. If this is something you was going to do, why not? Why four days? Why four days before the damn game? Why not tell people in advance? Do you know how many people that's giving up on this team that gave away their tickets, that mm-hmm. all sold their tickets for the Chiefs game, they, or, or, part, or part just gave up? Do you know how many fans I've seen on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook? And you can call them what you want to call them. You can call them Fairweather fans. You can say, oh, you was never a football team fan. How many fans are saying, I'm going to Baltimore? I'm tired of it. Um, and you can't knock them. Can't knock them for not not wanting to be depressed every week. Because now, not only do you have to deal with the on-the-field play, which has been uh, lackluster for better the word, but now you have to deal with possibly your upper management, your owner, one treating women like, complete garbage and now you see emails from his right hand man you know him in exchange with Don Groot and probably most other multiple other people you know um, damn near insulting every race nationality gender um, and now it's like hey we're gonna pull we're gonna pull our card just like a lot of a lot of groups do we're gonna pull our card 
Sean Taylor, right on the table. Y'all got a backup this week. Y'all give us some room to breathe. We, we retired Sean's number. Um, I, I think it's juvenile. I really do. I, I really, I really think this is this is probably. Look, you know, I, I, I don't want anybody to think I'm crossing a line. Sean deserves his number retired. What that team went through when he passed with, and I say it over and over again on this show, with the only man that could have took them through that, Joe Gibbs. The only man that could have brought that team through that particular tragedy was Joe Gibbs. It, he was just at the right place, right time. Those players that were affected, Clinton Porter, Santana Moss, and some of his other close friends, that was, it was hard. That was that was a hard time. It was hard watching players with tears on their faces. Um, you know, fans crying in the stands. It was, it was a difficult time. And, and you know, everybody that's listening, you know, if you if you're old enough to remember it, you lived through it. It was a very rough time in this area, whether you was a then Washington Redskins fan or not. You, if you were just a human being. And realize what just, you know, what was lost, a man, his father in his home, you know, a, a husband. It was it was hard. It was difficult. You know, me just having kids myself, I couldn't imagine not being there to see my kid grow up. So I'm not going on Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor deserves everything and anything. Okay. Number retired, never to be worn again. Um, statues, wherever the hell they want to put them. Um, sections named after them. You name it. Okay? Um, and, I, and, and I'll beat this drum a little bit. You know, I think he probably, maybe later on down the line, deserves a Hall of Fame nod. But that's not the issue here. The issue is this petty-ass franchise that I'm losing a lot of respect for. By the minute, dragging this man's name into the mud with their issues. Like, they're the, you're looking up in the sky, and you think it's a, a fallen star, and it's a plane, a burgundy and gold plane engulfed in flames, coming, coming, coming fast. And they pull a Chantel card, and guess what? Some of the fire goes away. A lot of it goes away because it's Chantel. And everybody knows what he meant. But this team right now, KG, they in a world of trouble, man. This is not going to save them. No. This is not going to save them. And, I mean, what are, what are you going to have? 30,000 fans there? 30,000 Washington fans at that. If, if that. It, maybe. If that. If you have 30,000 Washington fans, pretty – we, we, we've seen it been – 50, well, I, I want to say, I'm, I'm, I'm being nice. It, it, it's been 50-50 as far as the away team and the Washington football team fans. But after what's going on, KG, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see that many burgundy and gold jerseys in the stands. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs overrun FedEx Field this coming Sunday for Sean's retirement. And that's disrespect. Now, here's my thing. Everything you say, spot on. Spot on. Now, why wait till four days before the game to put this out? Now, you got to realize, now, Ryan Clark said they had talked about it back in September, but they hadn't put a date on it, so everybody didn't know. Now, this I remember this was in discussion because they were talking about retiring numbers this year, and they did Bobby Mitchell first game of the season. Bobby Mitchell's number should have been retired years ago. Now, granted... They didn't have a – Washington never had a, a thing to retire number. Sammy Ball was the only number that was ever retired. Every other number was taken out of out of circulation. Uh, Sonny Jurgensen, Joe Theismann, uh, Art Monk, Sean Taylor was out of circulation, Daryl Green, uh, who else? Uh, Sam Huff. You know, a lot of great players. Bobby Mitchell was taken out of, out of circulation until Steve Spurrier decided to give people – numbers not knowing the history of the franchise remember he gave danny wolf and shane matthews seven and nine 
and we all hit the roof. He gave Leonard Stevens 49, and Bobby Mitchell hit the hit the roof, and we hit the roof with him. Now, Dwayne Haskins did wear number seven here, but he talked to Joe Theismann before he even made that a, a, a official. So Joe Theismann gave him his blessing because he was, and I probably still is, a, a Dwayne Haskins fan. So that's not a problem. But for this to happen now, 14 years after Sean's death, uh, he's being honored in this way. Now, remember, he used to have a plaque in the Ring of Fame before they officially put him in the Ring of Fame. Uh, with a Ring of Honor, I'm sorry. Before they put him in there, he had a plaque that was in there that was different from everybody. His was uh, burgundy and white. Everybody else is white with burgundy letters. His locker sits in the concourse of FedEx Field. A lot of people had a problem with them moving it out of Redskin Park because it was Sean. But that was a Jim Zorn thing, and they put it in storage first. And then after Jim Zorn was fired, they moved it to the concourse. Sean Taylor changed the game. How many, how many safeties are in the league right now? And they say, oh, Sean was my inspiration. I wear 21 because of Sean. We, Landon Collins, HaHa Clinton Dix. Uh, most of the safeties that come here, DJ Swearinger. Most of the safeties come here because they want to play in his shadow. So you got you to gotta look at that. He now Everybody talks about Steph Curry changing the game. Sean Taylor changed the game. He inspired a generation. So this is perfect and on time. I mean, well, not on time. It's perfect, but it's not on time. This could have been done with a little bit more careful planning and done where he could be truly honored. This is a shit show from the Washington football team. And it just got even worse. That's number one. Number two, the old guard, which is the old Washington faithful, are not happy about it. They're happy that his number's getting retired, but they feel that Art Monk should get that ceremony. So should uh, Sonny Jurgensen while he's still here. The play, the older players that are still here should get that ceremony too. You know, every home game this season, you should be retiring a number. Come on now. This is just poor timing by the Washington football team. Uh, I'm just, I'm happy that Sean's getting his, his number retired. I'm pissed at the timing of it. So, KG. Yes, sir. They should be, everything that we've been talking about, every show that we've had detailing our experiences at FedEx Field, how bad they were, how bad the food is how bad the walk is, wherever you park. Unless you, you know, you got some, you know, good parking right at the stadium lot. You know, you're walking uphill, okay? This team is walking from Morgan Boulevard with a thousand pound sacks tied to their ankles. This is what the state of this franchise is. They come into this game with a thousand pound weights, two, three on each leg, trying to get up that hill, uh, trying to get up Morgan Boulevard to go to this stadium. That is one of the worst in the league. Ran by one of the worst franchises now in the league. And it, it's, it hurts me because, you know, I didn't, when I first started watching football, I took to the Buffalo Bills. That was just, you know, the first start watching football, I was, Amazed by what I saw them scoring up and down the field, I took to them. Hey, that's my team. I guess I got to pick a team now. I felt like a man. I get to pick a team. It's Buffalo. So the last 20 years, I can't help but to follow the football team and have a, 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 a interest in them too. Okay? Because I'm in the area. My brother is a Washington football team fan. You know, when we go to games, I'm wearing burgundy and gold, unless they play in Buffalo. Now, you might not call me a true fan. Whatever you want to call me, that's fine. But it hurts me to, to see what's going on with this storied franchise. When you turn on NFL films and you see Joe Gibbs leading them, leading them boys out the, the tunnel, they meant business. They meant business. When you, when you, when you saw them on the schedule... It was like, damn it! I don't, we don't, I don't feel like doing this this week. 
Now it's <laughs> you see them on the schedule now, and it's just like how much are we gonna beat them by? It's is an absolute shit show to see where it was. One of the top franchises in the league, one of the most valued franchises in the league, and they saw they probably still value, you know, pretty high. I don't know. I don't. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But to see where it's going now is it's sad. It's sad. You're talking to somebody that's been, <laughs> that's been following two teams for the last 20 years that hasn't done shit. Buffalo just now coming back to their glory years of the early 90s. Washington, 80s, 90s, early 90s, dominance. And to see both teams just be basically damn near irrelevant for 20 years, 25 years. And I'm rooting for both teams. And you wonder why people in this area are like, I'm tired. I want to watch a winner. Guess what? If you go 295 north of BW Parkway, you get to go get to see the Baltimore Ravens. They come on TV just like the, the football team does because they're local. You usually get the football team on Fox and, and um, the Ravens on CBS. So you get to watch a franchise with a franchise quarterback, a, a professional organization. I haven't been to the stadium, but I heard one of the best stadiums. The atmosphere is sold out. Everybody's wearing purple. It might be a sprinkle of uh, a visiting team uh, um, uh, jerseys in the stands, but you can you can try that if you want to. And you're going to get a purple ass whipping. Just like Philadelphia. You do what you want in Washington. You come to FedEx Field for any game. You could, you could buy season tickets to FedEx Field and wear a Cowboys jersey in there, and there's no repercussions. Like, And I'm not promoting violence, but you should be it's, – it's certain stadiums in this league that you think twice about going into that stadium – wearing a visiting team's jersey. Oakland used to be like that. I don't know the, the how Vegas is. I don't think that transferred to Vegas. That's just me personally. Vegas is, I don't know, that's beyond me. I'm not, you know, not a, you know, research guy as far as, you know, how many Las Vegas people were or how many people in Nevada were Raiders fans, blah, blah, blah. But it ain't Oakland. I guarantee it's not Oakland. You're going to get your ass whipped. You come in there with a, a visiting jersey on in Oakland, Philadelphia, Vets, Vet, Vet Stadium, Meadowlands, the old Meadowlands. You come in there with something else on if you want to. You better come with 10 people. There's just certain stadiums. RFK. You come in the RFK with something else on. You, you, you better come deep because it was damn well. It's going to be burgundy and go everywhere. And it's not like that no more. It's, it's not, but people are, people are tired of it. People are tired of it, and, and, and you hear it. People calling the radio. People talking about it. People are tired. People want to want to see a winner. People winning solves a lot, and this team's not winning on the field. They're not, and they're nowhere close to doing it. Um, a KG is this? It's a sad thing to see. It's it's sad to, you know that. People like you, your mom, her parents that grew up Redskins and Washington football team fans to watch where the franchise is now. You trying to pass this on to your kids, and they're sitting there watching like that. They these they're losers. Why am I rooting for this team? That, that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Uh, you got to think about it. My kids haven't seen this team win. This team has not. One consistently, consistently in 30 years. So that tells you a lot right there. So, but we got to put a pin in that because we running, we got two more things to get to tonight. Um, BJ has something he want to say. So I'm going to step back, put my mic on mute because I've been dying to hear this all day. So, BJ, get where you got to get. Get that signal right. Because you got something to say to Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I do. And it's, you know, 
it's it's I just come off a of rant, you know, about the Washington football team and you know for 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 this show, you know, the aficionado for the Washington football team is the big guy KG. But he lets me talk and I appreciate that with every fiber. Okay. Um and I I don't know where to start with Stephen A. Smith. First of all, let me say this. We live in a time now where social media can be a great thing and it can be a really bad thing. The technology can be a really good thing or a really, really bad thing. And for John Gruden and several people, Adam Scheffner, and probably plenty of other names that have yet to come out, it's, it's a bad thing right now. Because the access to the information instantly. Okay? Let me tell you why social media sometimes is a good thing. You get to see people flip-flop. And I, you know, Stephen A. Smith probably not going to listen to this show. We're going to hashtag him. But he's a busy man. Busy with his show. ESPN. He got to make the boss money. He said it himself. I wake up every morning trying to figure out how I'm going to make my boss more money. I'll just leave that there. You can think of, to that statement, whatever you want to think. But I watched Stephen A. Smith flip-flop. And it was about John Gruden's email, DeMore Smith, the executive in the NFL, and the comments he made about his lips. And and Stephen A., before the, the rest of the email came out, for the rest of the information, John Gruden coached the game with this information out. Okay, and Stephen A. Smith was adamant that he shouldn't be suspended. He shouldn't face any type of discipline for it. When the rest of those emails came out, and and, and I'm not going to just go on Stephen A. I believe Derek Carr came out and defended his 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 coach. It's like several other people came out and defended John Gruden. And as a black man, when I saw those comments, I say nothing's going to happen to John Gruden. He made a comment about a black man, and you know, for the for the most part, the NFL has shown a history of looking the other way when it comes to you know things of color. It's just who they are. It's, it's the shield. But I watched Mr. Stephen A. Smith change his tone. Once the other comments came out about women, transgenders, gays, they came out of the same mouth, Mr. Green, that previously he felt like, at, you know, I guess calling somebody's lips big as Michelin tires isn't offensive enough. But I watched him flip flop and now, oh, John Gruden has to go. John Gruden has to, he changed his mind. He had an opinion. I respect it. And I know that I can no longer support Stephen A. Smith. No longer listen to anything he does. Because as a black man with that platform, you had a chance to speak up and defend another brother that was taking some, you know, some, some heat. And, and, and granted, it was heat that wasn't never supposed to be known. It was between, you know, one person to another person. But emails got, quote unquote, leaked. OK, you had a chance to stand up and defend this man. You had a chance to say this isn't right. And, you know, John Gruden should face punishment. Now, we always preach second chances. People can change. And yeah, for the most part, I don't think that's true. I think you could become more aware of what you did wrong and you try not to teeter that line anymore. So, because I, I, I watch the leagues with players, coaches that have done horrendous things, play again and coach again. Do you think their philosophies change? No, no, I don't think so. If you're raised and taught a certain way, you just raised and taught a certain way, whether it be racist, homophobic, whatever it is, that's inside you. It's taught to you, just like colors taught. You go to school, you go to kindergarten, those kids are playing in that thing about color, race, 
gender, anything. They're having fun. They want to know why you have three blocks and they only have one. This type, this stuff is taught, okay? And it's, it's, it's just it's something that's instilled. It's something that we have to deal with. It's not ever going to go away, not in my lifetime. But to watch Stephen A. Smith have the power he has and, you know, pretty much making balls happy, you know, which is ESPN. Hey, look, more power to you, brother. We hope to be where you are one day. But for you to flip-flop like that and not take up for Demora Smith, when you had the chance to, I lost a lot of respect for you. A lot of respect for you. And, you know, I unfollowed him on social media. Look, I'm one person. I'm one person, you know. One person don't make a difference. But I ain't going to flip-flop. I promise you that. You won't see me buttering up to Stephen A., I would love to talk to him and I would, I would tell him the same thing. If we ever got him on the show, I would tell him the same thing and not to be, you know, not wouldn't be yelling and disrespectful as a man. I want to know what you were thinking as a black man to another black man. I want to know what you was thinking. I want to know why it wasn't important enough when the first comments were made. I want to know for the league, why wasn't it important enough that John Cruden still coached a game that weekend for the Raiders, for the players on that team, for the, for the, for the black, for, for any player, the hell with race. Like, Hey, that wasn't right. You owe us an apology. Remember you just as guilty. If you let it go on, if you know about it, which the Raiders did, the players, the organization, you just as guilty. So Stephen A., I'm disappointed in you, man. I really am. I really am, man. I'm really disappointed in you. And I really thought that you could have stood up for Mr. Smith way more than you what you did. Um, you basically, without saying it, told it out the he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. So, you know, that's everybody's favorite saying. KG, that's all I got, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed. Um, I, I feel like you know, one thing that a lot of people tote, and I'm not going to name no names, is having a platform for a black media platform. Because we don't, we don't get represented. We don't get the same coverage, whether it's kidnappings, whether it's missing people, news, whatever it is. So just disappointed that Stephen A. Smith chose that route, but I'm happy that it got exposed. Well, I'm with you, brother. And now for me, I got two things to say. What Stephen A. Smith has said about Kyrie Irving and he signed a contract to play, but you're not respecting Kyrie's beliefs. And Jay Williams, for everything that he's done over the last year, uh, some ups, some downs. He says, I don't agree with Kyrie's stance, but I respect it. He's standing up for something he believes in. But Stephen A can't get it past his big ass head. That that's all it is. He's standing up for something he believes in. You don't have to agree with it. Think about it like this. It's like almost like fandom. I believe in the Washington football team, like many of the fans. Cowboy fans don't feel that way. And we're rivals. We bicker and we argue about it, but we respect each other's stance. BJ loves his Bills. Jim and Junie love their Steelers. Delonte loves his Broncos. Gary loves his Cowboys. I don't knock them for who they love. James loves his Panthers. Don loves his Ravens. I don't knock them for who they love. Because that's their decision. That's their choice. We grew up different. We believe different things. That's the greatest part of being a human being in America. It's freedom of choice, freedom to believe. Stephen A. trying to tell somebody else to believe what he believes. You can't force your beliefs on somebody else, no matter what it is. I lost respect for him there. Now, my second thing, um, we're talking about losing respect. Jake Paul, Logan Paul, please stop. Now that 
Deontay Wilder has lost to Tyson Fury. All this talk about, oh, well, uh, Jake Paul should fight Tyson Fury, and you know they wait that way he can get a heavyweight title shot. You got people that train their whole life just to get a heavyweight title fight, fight a heavyweight title shot, and some some never get it. You're telling me after four fights, Jake Paul is ready to fight Tyson Fury, who is the heavyweight champion, one of the heavyweight champions right now. And just put down one of the men in the boxing game with one of the most devastating right hands. I don't know. I don't knock anybody's hustle, but I don't know where the hell Jake and Logan Paul came from. I don't know. Granted, they're quote unquote influencers. I don't know what they're influencing. They're YouTubers. I've never watched them. Not my thing. Make your money how you make it. But jumping into this fight game and talking about leapfrogging people, I mean, granted, it's money. I get it. You know, fighting Floyd Mayweather in a quote-unquote exhibition, because if you fought Floyd for real, Floyd would knock you silly. He knocked you out in that fight and held you up. Stop it. When it comes to this boxing game, stop watering down the goddamn sport. Please. You are making it tough. These exhibitions, okay, go fight celebrities. Go fight other YouTubers. Go fight other influencers. But when it comes to the big boy game, when you got true boxers who put in the work, boxers that that, that train hard day in and day out for their next fight, never knowing when it is sometimes, but they still train, eat right. You, you sit on your butt and spend your money. Stop saying you can beat Tyson. Tyson can be 175 years old, you still ain't going to beat him. That man has more boxing knowledge and boxing skill in his index finger than you got in your whole entire body, kid. I have no respect for Logan Paul or Jake Paul. They make a mockery of the sport. Mockery of the sport. Doing these exhibitions, yeah, it's great. It's something to watch. Cool. Okay. But once you cross that line and you talk about fighting a real fighter, somebody that does this for a living. Yeah, I, I, I like, dog, please stop. You're trying to stay relevant. And you want to do it in an exhibition with your rules? Nah, I, I, put it with boxing rules. I want to see you get your, your block knocked off within the first two rounds. You think you going with Fury? You wouldn't even last with Wilder. I think Wilder would probably kill you. Because he would probably be trying to hit you with a knockout shot immediately. Fury, Fury might toy with you, but you ain't messing with him. Sorry. No respect for Jake or Logan Paul. And you Please know what? stop. You know Go what? ahead. You know what, brother? And, you know, we just finished talking about it with – we talk about it with a lot of things. Why are they even afforded the opportunity? That's a good question. I mean, we know why. Mm. I, I I don't. You got boxers that it don't matter what weight class. They work their butts off. You know, you got sons of boxers that have been working their butts off their whole entire lives. And they never reach that height. But these guys come in and say, okay, I want to put on an exhibition. But because they're big money draws, you know, Social media and 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 I guess YouTube is counted as part of social media. It builds people up and makes them have more of an importance than what they really have sometimes. You have no substance. I don't know you personally. I don't. I don't know ne- neither one of the Paul brothers personally, but the, the image you portraying work, you know, the, these things, I mean, I guess I'm, I, I'm a, people talk about getting it out the mud. I'm going to get it out the mud guy because I really had to get everything that I got out the mud. I had nobody handed it to me. I'm not a trust fund baby. I, my motto. Does this look like the face of a guy that was given an empire? No, I built that shit. And that is absolute truth. Absolute truth. It may not be the greatest empire, it may not be a 400-year dynasty, but it's my empire. I fucking built it. That's got it out the mud. 
you put on your exhibitions, you make a mockery of the sport. You make the sport hard to watch. So you knock Nate Robinson out. Nate Robinson is a basketball player. I don't. Make your money how you make your money. But don't make a mockery of people's love. And when you love a sport and you love it hard, to see something like that is being watered down, I can't respect that. Because in my, in my opinion, you're doing a disservice to those that, those, those greats that came before you that boxed. You're doing a disservice to Jake LaMotta. You're doing a, a disservice to Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler, Carmen Basilio, Jack Johnson, Max Smelling, Joe Lewis, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. Lennox Lewis, you're doing a disservice to all those greats, all of them, by watering it down and making this sport. It's nothing about but money. Whatever happened to the love of it? There's no more love. And you, it was you, it was. Do go you ahead. Blame, do you blame them 100 percent, or because they're being allowed to do this? No, I don't blame 100 percent, but I think they got to take about 70 to 75 percent of the blame. I can't that's even, like I can't even put that much blame on them. If that's the case, let me step on to an NBA basketball court. And as a publicity stunt where I get paid $30 million, I get to play a half of basketball with the Wizards. And I actually get some burn. I don't, I don't mean, you know, sitting on the bench clapping and getting the players water. No, I get in. And in 24 minutes of play, I'm actually playing about 15, 16 minutes in the first half. Tell me that wouldn't water down the sport, but but because I'm a social media influencer. And and I agree with you there. And you're talking to on a on a complete opposite side of the fence, you're talking to somebody that lost the love for boxing 20 years ago. I felt like it was a joke. I felt like it was staged. I felt like that instead of for the love for the sport, it was for money. And that is 10 times more prevalent today. It's the same thing. That's why I say I can't put that much blame on. They're only doing, look, we, we give credit to uh, um, LeVar Ball. We give credit to um, the Kardashians' mom. I can't think of her name right now. Because their PR is amazing. When they want to stir the pot, they stir the pot. And everybody gets... The feathers ruffle every is is on every major outlet. The the Paul brothers are doing the same thing, KG, and that's why I said I can't even blame them. They're only they, they got some really good PR, really good PR people, really good PR people. I think a couple of things were staged, like like we saw, like you said, Floyd knocked whatever Paul brother he fought, knocked him out, held him up. Because they were both going to get paid. You know what I'm saying? It's not even about the love. So if, you, if you're going to put blame on the Paul brother, put blame on Floyd for taking, taking the fight. I felt like Floyd shouldn't even have touched that because of what the, where he stands in boxing history. That's, that was beneath him. But it's about getting paid. It's about getting paid and playing the game. So... I don't know if I put any blame on the Paul brother because at the end of the day, these people still got to accept these fights. <laughs> Say it again. And when you and when you're talking about a 2010, because the the sad fact is, which Paul brother is the best? Is it Logan? Is it Jake? Which one? I think Jake Paul is the best. Okay. The sad sad fact is, if Jake Paul goes and fights. A top ten heavyweight. Let's not even say it's Fury or Wilder. I don't know who their other eight heavyweights are. I couldn't name them. That'll probably be their biggest payday to date. Let me say that again: an amateur boxer, the best of the Brawl Brothers, if they fought three through three to ten, one of those guys in an exhibition, or or if it was if it was a ranked match. That would be that boxer, professional boxer. And like KG said, that didn't train. 
blood, sweat, and tears that have lost relationships probably. Living in the gym. That would be their biggest payday to date. Fighting one of those Paul brothers. So it's, you know, it, it, if, if you're trying to feed your family, are you going to take it? Yeah. You get publicity because now in 2021, as long as you keep your name re- relevant, like Little Nas X, and you keep people, your names and people miles, your name and people miles, and, and people hating you and loving you and relevant. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. Just think about all of the the popular figures. When you don't hear from them for a while, they throw a little bit of, they throw a cup of gasoline in the fire just to ignite things. And it, it works. It's it, it's like, don't, you can't be mad at the game. You can't be mad at the player. You got to be mad at the game. This is why I stopped watching boxing. It's a game. It's not even about the sport. I, to me personally, it stopped being about boxing in the late 90s, early 2000s. Hmm. And that's just my, it's my personal opinion because I listen to a lot of people that say the Tyson and Wilder fight was probably top five heavyweight fights of all time. I didn't watch the fight. Watch clips of it, watch, you know, little things here and there. Um, and you know, I can't disagree or agree with it because I, I just don't know boxing like that anymore. Tyson Fury called it the greatest trilogy ever. And I can't agree with that. Uh, because you still got Ali Frazier. You still have, uh, Bo Holyfield. Um, hell you want to talk about, uh, what is that? Uh, Gotti Wood. Whoo, I think Gotti War got to be the greatest trilogy ever. Oh my god, they got to put that in a time capsule. Uh, damn, it's another one from like the 40s that was one of the greatest. Uh, I can't think of it, but you know, the 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 what is it, seven fights between Sugar Ray Robinson and Jake LaMotta, greatest series ever. Sugar Ray lost one, beat him six times. You know, it's so much that got to be put ahead of that. But, ah, man, bro, we done went over the the, the the allotted time that we were supposed to go tonight. But it had to be said, uh, Stephen A. Smith, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, you are the weakest links. Goodbye. <sighs> you got anything else to put on this so we can put a cap on this, man? We can get out of here. It, it it seems like we might have to be doing doing shows damn near every day with the amount of information that keep <laughs> popping out, you know. And, and just to touch on the Kyrie situation, it's just you know, it's just crazy how if you if you sit and think about how much money he's losing, what just came out about the next pull, the Nets pulling the contract extension off the table, what he's losing making his own personal choice, and he's getting killed for it. Like, if he was, and he came out and made an Instagram video and said, you know, don't believe the retirement news and stuff. Okay, fine. If he was to retire, that's his choice. That's his choice. That don't put the, the food on your table. You have an opinion about it, and that's it. But people are really, really up in arms about this, like Stephen A. Smith. He's selfish and this, that, and the other. Bro, last time I checked, you ain't no damn doctor. Hmm. You don't know if if Kyrie has something that he can't take the shot. We don't know. We Everybody right now believes it's his personal choice because of his beliefs. And, you know, that's fine. But it might be something more to it. And it's not none of your damn business. That's all I got. Because I know we over time. We might have to pop on another platform and talk to a little bit tomorrow maybe or something i don't know most definitely uh and then you know shannon sharp said something too about the people that supporting Kyrie are the same people that was telling him shut up and dribble yeah 
Yeah, you gotta watch who supports you when you start saying something that they like. But when you say something you like, yeah, they not on you. And then, so. and then before we leave, let me just say this: a lot of people that are speaking on this better be very careful because don't sit up here on this camera and talk like you squeaky clean. You've never had a conversation with some choice words. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Don't sit up here on these stages and these chairs debating each other back and forth. And if somebody go through your emails or pull up an old phone or some text messages or a woman and screenshot something you sent to her, you ain't in the same boat. I'm going to just leave it there. And that's where we'll leave it. That's the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. I would say we don't do no overtime. Damn it, we did overtime. Didn't mean to, but hey, thank you for joining us. Uh, go back, check out the Still a Spotlight from Junie earlier today. Uh, check out everything that happened this week. We've been busy this week. I mean, episode after episode after episode. So we're trying to churn them out. We Big rule, we're not going to ghost our listeners. So hit us up. Gmail, Sideline Junkies 247, Sideline Junkies 247, all one word, at gmail.com. You got some show ideas, something you want to talk about. We can arrange some things for you to come on, whatever. Just, hey, be interactive. We love it. Hit us on uh, social media, Sideline Junkies on Instagram and Twitter, Sideline Junkies Colon Podcast on Facebook. And, hey, we, we we do respond. So until next time, we are the sideline junkies, and we are out of here.